you think about your uh, political power couples, your Bill and Hillary Clinton, your, uh, uh, your uh, Bob and Elizabeth Dole, your James Carville and Mary Madeline, and then you think about your great comedy duos, your Laurel and Hardys, your Abbott and Costellos, but then you think about your political comedy power couple duos, and there's one pair. There's Ed and Larry from the West Wing as played by, I think I'm getting this right, Peter James Smith and William Duffy as Ed and Larry. Gentlemen, welcome to the RSC Podcast. Thank you. I think that is the best introduction I've ever had. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast number 725, Ed and Larry. On this election eve of 2020, I wanted to give you a glimpse of a better time, a time when the idea of a functioning government wasn't science fiction, and when a TV show about a functioning government was a balm to our souls, and a relatively steady paycheck for my two guests. Peter James Smith, who played Ed, and William Duffy, who played Larry, on all seven seasons of Aaron Sorkin's The West Wing, and who appear in the reunion A West Wing Special, currently streaming on HBO Max, joined me a few weeks ago to talk about their journeys as these two characters. You heard Peter just a minute ago. Now Duffy picks up our conversation. I actually had no idea who you were going to come up with when you were doing all that. I didn't think it was us, but all right, I'll go with that. The West Wing was one of those shows that just hit the ground running from its very first episode. And I auditioned for that very first episode. I auditioned for like three times before I got cast in episode 12 of the first season. But you guys... Uh, Duffy and Peter, you guys were there from the very first episode to the very last episode of The West Wing. But I note that on, on IMDb, you are listed as congressional aides in the first episode. So I'm curious about your West Wing origin stories, um, how you got cast, and also how the parts evolved. Did you know that you were Ed and Larry from the very first episode? Actually, I knew I was Larry from the first episode because in the first episode, uh, Rob calls me Larry. Okay. Um, our first scene is with uh, Rob Lowe. It's a it's a walk and talk, obviously, and um, so that actually that established me as as Larry. But it didn't establish me as Larry in the credits. It was congressional aide one and two. I think Peter was one. I was two, and um, but I don't know. I, I honestly, I think it wasn't until about episode or, or the like the third episode we were in that they finally had gave us our names in the credits um, and they established Ed as Ed and, and mine as Larry. But uh, I mean, they didn't really know what to call us because we represented about 50 to a hundred different people in the real West wing because we worked with everybody and sure. that's not actually the way it works. So um, we were kind of more senior staff advisors and things like that more than congressional aides. But uh, I don't think they really knew what to call us at, at some point. And they still don't know what to call us. So, <laughs> or who, uh, which was which and who was who. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I do want to say that in the first episode, uh, Sam, Rob Lowe, does say Larry in the scene with us. But it doesn't specify in the script necessarily which one was Larry. But then <laughs> Rob looked at Duffy when he said Larry. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's not me. <laughs> 
<laughs> How did you get cast in the West Wing? Duffy, I see behind you and you're, you've got a few good men. So like everybody else that Aaron Sorkin worked with, <laughs> he brought you onto the West yeah. Wing. For me, uh, I, I got a hold of Aaron and said, look, I really would like to be a part of this show. I, I saw that it was you know, going to be coming out. And, uh, and I said, I really just want to be a part of it. He said, come in audition. I auditioned actually for Sam Seaborn. And um, I, I, I saw, you know, I, I, Rob was, gonna, was there as well. Like he walked out, I go, oh, I'm not getting this role. But, <laughs> you know, I did the best I could for that. He then called me back uh, for the Larry role. Uh, or the, actually the, the congressional aid one and two role, so to speak. Um, Peter and I auditioned together. We had a good rapport and uh, we got it from there. We didn't know where the, I, I'll, I'll speak for me. I didn't know where the role was going to go at that time because it was just in the pilot and that's all it was, was the pilot. Um, but that's, that's basically how it, it came about. I auditioned for Sam and then uh, they basically said, you know, we still want you to be part of the show because Rob is gonna, he's gonna get the part. Right. And uh, so here's 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 a different here's a different Duffy, Duffy, I actually don't remember us auditioning together. Was that a was that at the callback? Because my first audition, it was with a red haired woman as as congressional. Yeah, it was a callback. Absolutely. Okay, callback. Yeah, absolutely. My memory is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. interesting well, you're, you're, that even from the callback on, they sort of were were pairing you two together. Yeah, they uh, he, no, Peter was not when I went in the first time, Peter was not there. Um, but then they brought me in with Peter. Uh, and they brought me with somebody else as well uh, after that, too. And that didn't work. And Bernard just clicked as far as we, I mean, reversed the lines, too. We did it one way where he was Ed, I was Larry. Then they did one where I was Ed and he was Larry. And then they just said, you guys are it. And, that, you know, the rest is history. Comedy duo in politics history. <laughs> and Peter, are you also an alum of A Few Good Men? <laughs> no, no. Um, as far as my origin story, um, no, I had no history with Sorkin before this. Uh, Sorkin read with me at my first audition, and I didn't even know who he was at that point. And there's a, there's a story about that coming up. But um, I think the reason, and it's not been confirmed, but I think the reason that I got in the room in the first place is, is the same casting people um, John Levy, um, did ER and I had done ER like two or three months before the West Wing auditions. And so I think they just remembered me and called me in for congressional aid, whichever. Um, so, so, <laughs> uh, at my first audition, I had three lines, uh, cause they only had me, I think they only had me do the one congressional aid number one at my first audition. And, um, and the third line in my like, you know, 25 year old actor brain, I'm like, this third line, this is gonna get me the part. This, is, this delivering this line, they're gonna love me. And, um, and so Aaron's reading with me, I don't know it's Aaron. And then after my second line, uh, Aaron says, thank you. And I went, I have another line. <laughs> and he said, we've seen enough, thanks. And I kind of went, well, thanks. And walked out of the room with like this chip on my shoulder. <laughs> But obviously I uh, came back, so I'm not sure what they saw in that, but yay. <laughs> awesome. You know, I still have that 23-year-old actor mind of, oh, I'm, I, I'm absolutely going to get this part because of the way I said this line. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah, because I auditioned for the pilot because I had just gotten a new agent. And she called John Levy like the day I was in the thing and they brought me in the pilot. And yes, and and, and Bradley Whitford got that part. Um, ah. And then I auditioned to play two other assholes before I got the specific asshole that I got <laughs> in uh, in yeah. episode 12. To, I was going to 
take a deposition or something. But yeah, they, it was not, it's, it's nice that they keep sort of, they see whatever they see and they bring you back. Um, at what point did, did they realize what a powerhouse comedy duo they had in you guys? I think episode, uh, season eight is when it, (laughs) 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 um, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Peter and I have talked about this a bit and some other things, but uh, I mean, it wasn't really until I think the episode of Lord John Marbury that we kind of established ourselves as to who we were in that in the show. And uh, I Which think is 11 I, episodes uh, into season one. Yeah, that's 11 episodes. And so, I mean, I, Peter had done uh, one, I think, without me. I think I did one without him. I had done some voice work on the show even. Uh, and then that episode came up and it, that, in my opinion, Peter can, can agree or disagree. I think that was the one that sort of put us for lack of a better word on the map mm-hmm. as even the comedy part of, of, or at least the, I don't say comedy. I want to say just sort of like the relief uh, somewhat of the show, you know, of the, of the sidekick, so to speak, the, the, as they call them, the, um, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, you know, of the show. But Peter, you, I, I don't know if you agree or disagree as, as far as, uh, as that goes. Uh, like when they discovered who Ed and Larry were, um, I I don't really know. I mean, I, I guess I never really put much thought into it. I, I do I do want to say that I feel like the comedy of who's Ed and who's Larry kind of came straight from uh, all the fan message boards because the people who watched the show didn't know who was who. And then when that started hitting like the message boards, that's when it started appearing in the scripts, I thought. Nice. Um, that again, that's just my theory. Yeah, I, I will say that at times, because, you know, I, I had communication with Aaron and there were times where he would basically say, I wrote the wrong lines. I'm switching them around because he actually sometimes would confuse Ed versus Larry. And there were times even on the set where, you know, they needed to add in a line here or there because it just something wasn't flowing right in his mind. And he said, you know, should we give it to like Ed and Larry? And he said, yeah, give it to, give it to them. I said, which one? And he would say our real names versus our character names because I sometimes think he does, you know. It just gets so confusing with the Ed and Larry. Just give it to Duffy. Give that one to Peter rather than Ed or Larry because he wasn't too sure which was which sometimes, I think. Um, I, I love that it's important enough to worry about, you know, that yeah. that they they are distinct enough, but I just can't remember which distinction applies to which. Exactly. But they belong here somewhere. That's all. Right. And that's what we care about. That's right. it. Well, then that was the question I was going to have. Did you have any sort of knowledge that you were going to be in six of the 24 or eight of the 24 or just from week to week you would get the call yeah it was a week to week and and it was my actor insecurity going like i'm never going to work again after this episode and you know it was quite obvious that we were going to be part of it but in your mind you're sitting you're going i don't know how many i have no guarantee there was you know when i got the call that i was going to recur on the show um after the pilot you know, they gave, you know, here are your different rates, you know, for whatever, but there was no guarantee of episodes itself. Right. Um, and I've said this even before, I knew the show was going to go because the show was so expensive to make the pilot. The, the, the set itself was from American president, which was, it cost about $2 million to bring that set in. And so that's a lot of set that, you know, they, they need to amortize it. So I said, this show is going, it's right. just a matter of how much and where I'm going with it. But uh, it wasn't until we filmed the pilot in April of 99, I think. Yeah. And I got the call in. What's that, Peter? Yes, April 99. Yeah. And I, I got the call. I was in Hawaii at the time. And I got the call that it was being picked up. And that was probably like August of 99. 
and we started sh shooting again like in September or October of that year. Was it always cool or was it ever frustrating to be a part of it but not know the degree to which you are become are a part of it? Or did it always or did it come to feel as if, oh, well, they're going to call me in a I know I'll be back in a couple of episodes. Did it become comfortable, I guess, is my question. No, for me, never comfortable. No, because okay. I'm never coming back, even though I know I'm probably going to come back. I just don't know when I'm going to go back. Am I going to do five of 22? Am I going to do 13 of 22? Am I, you know, when you don't know that, it's so hard, you know, you just get insecure, you know. That's me. I'll just talk for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, no, we didn't ever know. It was never, I never, I mean, I was still pretty young uh, in LA uh, to get this gig. So I didn't, I didn't really have expectations. So I wasn't necessarily waiting for something to happen. Um, I do know, of course, it was an obvious and right, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, evolution of the show when they started, you know, focusing on the Santos campaign in the later years. But of course, that meant less Ed and Larry. So that was, that was a little sad for me at the time. But I understood what was going on. Absolutely. Once Aaron left the show after season four, I, I had a good inclination that we were going to be on the decline because, you know, he was we were two characters he created. And I know they, you know, they tried to sort of substitute a little bit, whether it worked or didn't work. But, you know, we I would say uh, almost 80 percent, if not 90 percent of the shows that I did do, I did in the first two seasons. Hi, I'm Gary Rudoran, co-author of the McSweeney's Humor Bible, Comedy by the Numbers, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You'll thank yourself later. Where can you RSC the RSC? Right now, the only place to see the remote Shakespeare Company is online. We've created a brand new page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, and a playlist on our YouTube page where right this second you can watch us perform many of our epic abridgments from the comfort of your own shelter. You can also grab your own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Now back to my conversation with actors Peter James Smith and William Duffy, who played Ed and Larry on The West Wing and the HBO Max reunion event, A West Wing Special, which I believe is now streaming for free through December of 2020, at least here in the U.S. It was a delight. I literally cheered out loud when you guys appeared in your one moment in the recent HBO special. Was that nerve-wracking? Because that seemed to me, as an actor, you you only had one line. You only had one moment in this massive thing. That seems harder to nail, more more challenging to nail than a, like an entire scene. It was fantastic to be a part of. I mean, I had done like a, P, a, a PSA with a few of the guys as well about walking and exercise. And we had to do a walk and talk. And we just fell right into it. And it was the same thing with this. I mean, for me, Everybody was just falling right into the rhythms we had when we were doing the show. And uh, it was just professional as it was when we were there. It was as social it was when we were there. I mean, people had other things going on in their lives and they were actually now, they, they were memorizing their lines for this thing. And yeah. I thought we were gonna be on script. I mean, I didn't need to be on script because I had one line, right. but I was just shocked at the professionalism and the fun at the same time. But it, it came out beautiful. I was so proud to be a part of it. There, there was, I was only nervous because of 
what I what it was standing for, the, the show itself, not because of not having done it for a while or anything like that. Uh, earlier, uh, Austin, you said uh, how great that the show lasted seven years. But honestly, right now, it feels like it's lasted 21 years. And uh, in that sense, it's been such a blessing just for decades. Because um, not only did the show itself last, but then the resurgence when the Westwood Weekly podcast was happening. And now this, who knew that a reunion show would happen 21 years later? Um, and as far as uh, working on it, uh, what I was telling a friend of mine is that like she said, were you nervous? Was it exciting? And honestly, it just felt really comfortable. Like it, like you know, it, it was really just a really comfortable environment, and it just felt like an old an old sweater or something. Really, really comfy. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. I think that's the impact it had for so many of its fans too. You know, I we were I, I, so many people on Twitter going, I was weeping during the credits, and you know, and I was one of them too because it was and and. I mean, that was the other thing, too, that was interesting. It was such a breath of fresh air. When I interviewed Lawrence O'Donnell earlier this summer, I talked about, could you create a show like this? Because a show about a functioning government right now is science fiction, you know? And this was such a lovely throwback to a day when at least we could imagine the possibility of a well, fictional yeah, government. Yeah, actually, I, I agree with you. That. I mean, because, you know, Aaron himself said that the West Wing was a love letter to public service. And I think as to what government could possibly be, you know, decency and honor. I mean, it's still a television show, I understand, but there was supposedly, you know, there, there, there was that inspiration and aspiration, let's just say, for future governments to do this, you know, that, that could operate this way. And people are always, always online or whatever, you know, writing a saying, God, I wish what was going on in politics today was different. It was like, I hope it was like the West Wing, you know? Um, and not that it was so much fantasy, but just more or less just people working together. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's what one thing the show has brought. And I, I just want to pitch this a little bit because um, what Melissa Fitzgerald and, and Mary McCormick are doing, they just actually closed a book deal yesterday that there's a book that's going to be coming out called What's Next? Uh, a Citizen's Guide to the West Wing. And it's really about, you know, besides uh, behind the scenes of how the show was conceived and the friendships and how it was produced, et cetera, it's really about that possibility of what politics could be and how they've all taken their lives and, and move forward with causes and projects that really mean a lot to them and not just donating money, but massive amounts of time. And so, I mean, you know, Melissa is just tireless in what she does with justice reform and, and helping veterans through uh, treatment courts, et cetera. You have Allison with, with, with her animals and uh, Amelia Air Rescue. Brad does so much with politics. Richard is involved with the ACLU. Dulé and Martin are like, you know, massively involved in, in tons of different things. And it's just, it's one of those things like when you, when, when we do this now with, uh, with uh, when we all vote, it's just, this show just keeps going. It has that almost responsibility and it's taken on that responsibility. Um, I mean, the, the show, as you saw, was not about Republican or Democrat. There was no mention of Republican. There was no mention of Democrat. There was no mention of Biden. There was no mention of Trump. It was just about getting out and voting because that's your American right. Yeah. And you've got to be concerned about something and to vote. And so that's where I think this show and why I'm proud to be a part of it is this show is just about more than just what the television show is about. It just, you know, it, it, is, it has expanded. And we hope we inspire other people to just go out and be involved in causes they want. 
in the wake of the West Wing reunion on HBO, I went back and just checked the final episode to make sure that you guys were there and you were. And I think I read that Bartlett's wa- President Bar- President Bartlett Bar- Bar- Bartlett's walk through the West Wing saying goodbye to everybody was the very last thing filmed. Was is that is that true? And how how moving and powerful was that? Uh, yes, it was true. Um, it was it was great to be there because you know as as we said uh, you know we weren't on the set as much those last couple of years. So to be there on the last day was just amazing. I mean to to see everybody and uh, yeah, it was an odd combination of, of great to be back, but oh, it's ending at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that Martin, as President Bartlett, got our names correct. That was the one thing that was, you know, he he knew, he basically said goodbye to me as Larry, said goodbye to Peter as Ed, and uh, I think that was just that little, that little finishing touch. But it was truly emotional. Every single scene we were shooting, we knew would be like the last scene there, so to speak. But Peter and I, you know, we got involved in the very last scene ever shot on the West Wing, and we were all, I, we were close to being one of the first scenes ever shot in season one. That was shot on the lot. They had shot some stuff in Washington prior, uh, some of the opening credit type things. But our scene was really close to one of the first scenes ever being shot in, 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 in on uh, Warner Brothers lot. And we were part of the last scene ever being shot on, from the show seven years later. Um, but there were tears. I, I, I'm not going to lie. There were tears. There was emotions. There was just a lot of hugging and just, you know, it's just, it, and we still talk about it. You know, I, I was on, I was, uh, with Mary McCormick, we were going back and forth after they did their trivia night. And she goes, we really just need to get together after this COVID thing and just have a drink because it's just such a great group to be a part of. Yeah. And it's a family. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, you know, maybe it's cliche to say, but I'll be honest, it, it's a family. I would do anything if they called me up to do anything with these guys, you know, to help them out. Yeah. And something you might not notice on screen for the, for the uh, HBO special um, is that they also brought back a lot of the behind-the-scenes people, like the same uh, ADs and same costume people. So it was really, really that family feeling all around. That's yeah. that's great. And I did notice that they had brought back almost all of the actual uh, guest stars and co-stars from that episode. Yes, which, which was terrific as well. Yeah, and yeah, unless Peter said also some of the production people as well, which was just it was just you know they, if you can make it, be there. We want you there. Yeah. You know, because you were part of this to begin with and you are still a part of it. So it was it was great. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can see more of Ed and Larry by streaming all seven seasons of The West Wing, which is currently available on Netflix, but I hear might be moving to HBO Max. Then send us your walk and talks via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. And you can follow William Duffy and Peter James Smith on Twitter at William Duffy underscore and at PJS Actor. Thanks, as always, to third congressional aide from the left, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Daniel Fink, 
no reason. It's just random. Special thanks to Gary Rudoran, West Wing superfan and friend of the pod, whose book Comedy by the Numbers is available wherever fine books are sold. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, stay home, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 725 2075ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I'm just glad to have had my little footnote appearance in episode 12 of of season one. And I didn't even know I was a congressman until I I came up on the West Wing Wiki website. And I said, oh, Congressman Raymond Burbs. I went, I was a congressman? No, see, I mean, you're part of the family. I mean, obviously, we would never have even done this podcast if you weren't on the show. I mean, there's no way. That absolute, thank God. (laughs) This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less.